Hello, I am Springer. And I'm Jen. Welcome to today's episode of The The Cats. We're preparing for takeoff. You folks ready, set, go! Into the sky above Homer, Alaska flew a small plane. On the side it said, Homer Flight Seeing Tours. And inside sat Rascal, Billy, and the pilot. Billy screeched in delight as the plane soared up through the sky, and Rascal looked down at the tray of delicious food in front of him on his seat-back table. This is cool, said Rascal. Really nice. Yeah, look, I think I already see a bear. Oh, man, look, there it is. It's huge. Oh. That's just the sign, said the pilot. We're going to see us some lot more bears than that. You just keep your eye out, sonny. Rascal looked around. He saw no bears at all, but he didn't really care. He took up a cracker and started munching on the edge. Oh boy, I love this. This is great. I think that these little beads are called caviar. I hate caviar. Yuck, where are the pickles? Said Billy, but it didn't take long before he was looking out the window again. This is really luxury, said Rascal, as Billy yelled that he saw more bears. Well, you got a good eye, boy, said the pilot, who was laughing under his breath because he knew, unlike Billy, and maybe even Rascal, who wasn't paying much attention, that most of the bears out the window were actually large cardboard cutouts that had been placed there specifically for the tour. Rascal didn't look out the window until Billy said, Look, there's a whole family of them here. Brown bears, big fat ones. They're having a picnic. Look, they're all sitting at a table. That's so cool. And look, there's people running away from them. Oh, good eye, boy, said the pilot again. Uh, Some real bears right there. You found them. Cool, said Billy, looking down. But even Rascal now knew that these bears were too. Nothing but cardboard and metal cutouts. It's the, uh, I suppose you folks have heard of the, the Shorebird Festival of Homer. Well, that's what we got going on down there today. You see all those people along the shoreline. They're looking for birds. Ah, that sounds boring, said Billy, looking down at them in disdain. Rascal, whose mouth was full, deigned to glance out the window at last. What he saw almost made him spit his entire hors d'oeuvre mouthful out all over the window. Oh my god, cried Rascal. Look, why are all those people running and the birds are all flying around like crazy? Is that part of the festival? Oh no, that's not part of the festival. Oh my lordy, why it's real bears. I've never seen a real bear before. Wait, what? Said Billy, but we've just passed all these bears. But the pilot was wrought to distraction by the sight of real and actual bears running around in the bird festival. He banked his plane hard over to the right and circled back around to the beach, trying to get a better look. Looking in amazement, the pilot let go of all of its controls and looked out the window, pressing his nose to it. 
and the plane went out of control. Bucking and spinning like a mad bull, it flew away and then began to dive down towards the forest. Oh no, I've lost control, said the pilot. Here, uh, well, there's only one parachute. Uh, I better take it. I'll go get help. And with that, he put on the parachute, opened the door of the little plane, and leapt out, leaving Rascal and Billy in a spiraling dive into the tundra. They looked at the pilot, slowly floating down as they went, and then they saw what at first appeared to be a brown lump below the pilot. And then it leapt, and they saw it for what it really was. A massive grizzly bear leapt up, jaws open, claws outstretched, and gulped the pilot, parachute and all, right down its throat. Cool! This is like the best tour ever! Said Billy. Rascal reached up between the seats and grabbed on to the controls. He pulled back on the steering harness. The plane leveled out but only just in time to go skimming across the surface of a pond and come to a gentle stop in the tundra. Cool, I didn't know you could fly a plane, said Billy. That was awesome. I don't know. Oh my God, and there's bears out here, and I don't know where we are. We better get out of here, Billy. They ran out of the plane just as the fuel tank caught fire and exploded behind him, hurling them into the trees where they crashed down on the ground. Uh, said Rascal, seeing another cardboard bear cut out. Uh, the bears are coming. They're going to get us. Help! Oh, man, this is the best, cried Billy. This is the best, the best, the best. Okay, I'm done now. Let's go. I want to go get some pickles again. Let's go back to that brown bear saloon place. Uh, I don't even know how to get out of here. We're off in the middle of nowhere. That's not true, said Billy. Look. There's a, there's a trail. Must be the trail this bear made. Uh, said Rascal. And anyway, said Billy, you're the escape us. You can escape us out of anywhere. Ten minutes later, they'd reached the main highway, and Billy was talking about how amazing he was and what a great sidekick for the escapist because he had just found how to get out, and he had escaped them, and he'd escaped the escapist and how special he was. Well, we're gonna have to hitchhike to get out of here, I think, said Rascal. He looked around on the road, looked both ways, left, right, stepped out into the road, and then... Over the hill came a dark shape, but had once been a bus, ran right into Rascal and carried him away. This is so cool, said Billy as he watched Rascal being carried away on the front of the bus. I want to go home now. Meanwhile, somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean Sea, Bukat was still rowing her little foldable rowboat away from the island of Boom Shaka Laka. She said, Oh darn it, anchor. Arr, who buys a floating anchor? It was good and cheap. I guess you should always buy the best and most expensive anchors. Rawr, I wish that my flying boat hadn't just floated away. Where is it? Darkness began to fall over her, and Bukat growled and grumbled more as darkness engulfed her. 
purple light shone across the water. Luminescent organisms came out of its depths, and still, Bouquet did not see her big black flying boat. But she did see, however, a place where the darkness was darker. Suddenly, there was a wrenching crash. Bouquet was thrown forward and her face smashed into the cold metal side of a large vessel. <laughs> said Bouquet, striking a match and holding it up. There, on the side of the boat, in tiny typewriter print, was the word nameless. Ah, well, good old nameless, said Bouquet. I'm home at last. She climbed into her flying boat and revved up the engine. I'll be home in no time. If you enjoyed the cats, you may also enjoy The Wrong Town. The Wrong Town by Springer Moore, co-host of The Cats, and Marley McDonough is a chapter book for 7-10 to year olds. Kira is just trying to get one good look at the mysterious island off the shore from her cousin's apartment in Baku, Azerbaijan, when a massive wave knocks her amusement train clean off its tracks. She soon washes up on the rocky shore of the island itself and is caught up in the bizarre succession of leaders and revolutions which begins soon after her arrival on the tiny chunk of land known as the Wrong Town. In this hilarious story of unique characters, bad leaders, and one giant stuffed wolf, you will find out just what happens when you live on an island paved with duct tape and the only things to eat are Mountain Dew and potato chips. The Wrong Town is available in both paperback and ebook formats from Amazon.com.